0: Welcome to another episode of B2B Nation, the official technology advice podcast for sales and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Chris Kleinfelcher, and I recently talked with Shafkat Islam, the co-founder and CEO of NewsCred. We talked about how marketers need to be telling exceptional stories to drive business results. You need to tell stories that are engaging and educational and helpful, but people often forget the second half of that statement, which is to drive business results marketers need to drive business results using data as their guide we also talked about how in terms of content marketing specifically we're in the engagement era where we want to know how much time our prospects are giving us on our websites and how often they interact with our brand but that we're also moving very quickly towards the performance era is our content driving leads we discussed how a lot of data is locked up in marketing automation and Google Analytics that we just don't see and that we as marketers can tap into that to gain insights about our audience. Uh, Just all in all, this is a really good interview, and uh, without further ado, here's my interview with Chavkat. Enjoy. All right, well, hey, we are really, really glad to have you, and uh, before we jump in and talk all things brand storytelling, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background in cred?
1: Sure thing. So, I started the company. I'm one of the co-founders and the CEO about seven and a half years ago. So, NewsCred is around uh, 200 people. We have offices around the world. We raised a bunch of money from investors and, you know, we've grown really fast and we're privileged to be one of the category leaders in content marketing and most of our Kind of growth has come off the back of the emergence of content marketing as a category, and then we've seen that category kind of grow and mature, and really there's been a kind of explosive growth in the last uh, couple years. And so, um, you know, just very quickly on what we do, we provide uh, software and content and strategy to large enterprise marketers, primarily B2B focused, but we have um, kind of a cross-section of customers across all, all categories.
0: So, brand storytelling, it's becoming a buzzword in some respects. Uh, you know, it's, it's a term that's being thrown out there at an increasing rate lately. Uh, so, as an expert, in your own words, what is brand storytelling?
1: So you're you're right, brand storytelling has become a buzzword, as with content marketing and and, and a bunch of other analogous terms. You know, for for me, it all boils down to marketers telling exceptional stories that drive business outcomes. And so let me just break that down for you because it's pretty important. Exceptional stories, I think... You know, that that's pretty clear to understand. You, you need to tell the story of why you exist as a brand, what makes you different. You need to tell stories that are valuable to your readers or your audience, that's engaging, that's interesting, that's relevant, that's educational. So that's, that's where the exceptional stories part comes in. But I I think people often forget the second half of the sentence. Remember I said exceptional stories that drive business outcomes or business results. And And for me, brand storytelling or content marketing we have to be able to show results business results we need to align ourselves uh, with business results so that we can show that content actually drives uh, whether it's lead generation opportunity creation sales retail sales uh, it has to drive some sort of business outcome so the goal isn't just to create content it's to create content that works
0: so i'm assuming that as a, as a content marketer, you would urge marketers like myself and our listeners here uh, to use data in some way um, to be more informed in your brand storytelling strategy. Because, I, you know, just from my perspective, I'm not sure that uh, sometimes we get crossed up in our own, uh, you know, it's it's. It's you're in a weekly meeting, you have your cup of coffee and uh, you're pitching ideas and those ideas feel good, but it's more like almost gut (laughs) marketing versus data driven marketing. Uh, Do you have any tips for us just as a as a veteran here on on uh, how to use data to bring about the second half of that sentence, which is to drive business results?
1: yeah and for sure you know marketing is is art and science like i don't want to discount the art part of it creativity does have a big part um Mm -hmm. using gut is not always a, a, a bad thing so uh because this is this is about telling stories and there's a human element to it but what what you said is absolutely correct that you need to own and use data so i'd say first of all you need to be able to capture the data so and so if you're going to do content marketing Publish that content to your own property, to your own property. That could be your hub, your resource center, your blog, somewhere, so that you can start driving audience to your own property and collecting data. Finding out who is this audience, getting them to subscribe, getting them to give you some information, uh, looking at patterns, even if they haven't given you information, you know, what content are they reading? What is the content journey that they are taking? Um, and then you can start doing some interesting things. Like you, If you own your audience and you own your data, you can start formulating some hypothesis that people who read X also read Y. The most common content journey before someone converts is A, B, and C. Uh, you can once you have your own uh, own audience, you can retarget them. So you can do a lot of things. So I'd say A, it starts with owning your audience, and that means you know having some sort of destination where this content lives and where you can track it. Um, one other thing about just data in, in general, I think uh, we need to move away from just kind of the the page view era. You know, I I talk a lot about measuring uh, measurement, and and our customers often say, well, you know, I measure page views, I measure unique visitors and shares, and these publishing centric metrics. Actually, I think those were valuable four or five years ago because we didn't have anything else, and and we've seen a shift to kind of what I call the engagement era, where we're measuring things like attention, are people actually giving us attention? How much? What's their engaged time on on, on the page, and is that going up? Uh, but ultimately, we're moving to a performance era. And so we we really need to start looking and setting up KPIs that are going to help us measure um, if we are really driving leads or not. And, again, data it could be using data from a marketing automation systems. So there's a lot of data that's uh, often locked up in marketing automation systems that people don't look at. So, for example, the activity journey of a customer, uh, you can look at that. Uh, It could be data from third-party sources, BuzzSumo, SEOmoz. These guys have APIs that you can tap into. It could be your own data from Google Analytics. So there's a lot of sources of data um, that can help inform what you create next, that can help you run a better editorial meeting the next week so you're not spacing it on gut.
0: Boy, that's well said, and I, that's that's great just to hear your take on uh, where data can be found. I feel like uh, anybody who's listening, you could go back and look at where your uh, data is coming from, and there's probably some nuggets that you missed based on what we just heard, so, so I really appreciate that answer. Uh, let's shift gears just a little bit uh, to talk a little bit more about brand storytelling. You know, as I've... Uh, been in the marketing world for seven or eight years now, there, there's come to, at least to me, uh, there's come to be multiple camps or ways to think about it. There's you know, telling the story of your brand versus letting your product speak for itself. Would you say the two of those approaches are at odds with one another?
1: Uh, no, I don't think they're at odds. I think you have to think about the customer journey and where are they in that funnel. If they're ready to buy, then yeah, tell the story about your product, about your packaging and your pricing and tell them about the features. Like if they're ready to buy, do that. But most people are not ready to buy. You know, I think 96% of people that come to your website are not ready to buy, right? And we've all heard stats like 70% of the buyer journey is, is complete before anyone talks to sales or is ready to transact on your site. So when they're not ready to buy, I think those statements that you said are at odds. You shouldn't be telling the story of your product at that point. When someone's not ready to buy, you need to think about, how do I inspire them about, I don't know, if you're United Airlines, how do I inspire them about taking a trip? If you're selling B2B software, how do I educate them about the problem, the problem space, the domain? How do I I give them some thought leadership so they start thinking about the problem and the challenges? And then maybe later on you can say, all right, now that they identified what the problem is, how do, they, how do I help them think about potential solutions, not necessarily my solution, but just solutions overall So you're driving them a little bit deeper into the funnel? How do, I, uh, how do I increase the pain that they feel so maybe I bring third-party content to validate my, my, my point of view? And it's only once they're deeper, deeper in the funnel should you, quote-unquote, let your product do the talking. So I think it's, it, it really just depends on the timing and the customer journey and where they are in that journey.
0: So there's a case to be made where uh, you can let your product speak for itself, uh, and there's also you know, other cases to be made where brand storytelling is actually good for the customer, depending on where they are uh, in their uh, buying process. So can you explain how brand storytelling is, in fact, customer-centric?
1: Sure. I think what's exciting about brand storytelling or content marketing generally is there's this notion of a value exchange, right? So as a brand you need to give something to the customer. In exchange, they'll repay you with their attention or their dollars. And so what do you give to the customer? I mean, ultimately, you need to give them content that is valuable to them in their lives, whether they're professionalized or their personal personalized. It's content that's educational, content that's going to help them solve problems, content that's going to answer questions that they have in their in their day-to-day jobs. And so That's the most customer-centered you could possibly be, right? Ultimately, every customer of yours has a bunch of questions in their day-to-day life that they need to answer to get their job done. And for you as a marketer, your job is to answer those questions and be as useful and valuable to the customer as possible. And that exchange is what brand storytelling is all about.
0: So as brand storytelling is part of the content marketing strategy for a lot of businesses today, uh, what do you think the future holds for content marketing in terms of both strategy and channels?
1: Yeah, in terms of strategy, I think content marketing, uh, as I mentioned, is going to go more towards measurement of performance. So even if you tell stories, you need to be able to measure You know, how is this affecting my bottom line? Like, is my content uh, resulting in leads, opportunities, or or deals being created? It's going to require integration with marketing automation and CRM systems to figure out, like, what is the content journey? What are the pieces of content that are being consumed on the path to someone becoming a customer? Then how do we do attribution for that content? And it's not just about content for new customers. I think something we often overlook is how important content marketing might be for your existing customers and for customer retention. Um, so that's on the strategy side, to move towards performance and measurement and moving towards using content marketing both for net new customers and existing customers. I think on the channel side, you know, who knows? I I, I believe every new technology is a potential canvas for content, right? So, You know, I'll give you an example. In Asia, chat apps such as WeChat are huge. We haven't seen a huge amount of that in the U.S. Obviously, WhatsApp and a few others are are starting to get pretty big and marketers are starting to take notice. But, you know, our our chat application is going to be a, a place where content can live. What about like connected devices? You talk about Internet of Things, like your refrigerator could be a surface where content can live. Certainly recipe content makes sense there. I think there's, there's, we haven't even scratched the surface of new types of canvases for content, there's VR and AR. So I I think marketers have to almost take a channel agnostic view. At first, you know, create exceptional content, then figure out the different channels that content can appear Tailor that context for that context. Uh, so ch- tailor the content for the right context. I said it again just to make sure it's clear. Um, and who knows what those channels will be in the future. I think I mentioned a few of them uh, here.
0: It seems like there's new channels uh, popping up every uh, six months or so that seem to be relevant for for uh, businesses. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot to keep uh, keep on I, top of over time.
1: Yeah, I do think... <laughs> I do think the chat applications are an interesting uh, were an interesting time. You know, if you look at how pervasive and massive they are in Asia uh, and, like, kind of the rise of Facebook Messenger and, and uh, WhatsApp here in the U.S., I just think more and more of our time will be spent inside of those applications.
0: Interesting, yeah. So I could definitely see that as well. Uh, you know, I, I want to shift gears here again. Um, so you were at Content Marketing World in Cleveland um, I'm jealous because I didn't get to go this year but I've heard a lot of really great things there were a lot of great sessions uh, what were some of the highlights of Content Marketing World this year for you
1: um, so I think it's a, it's a great show as always one of the big changes I, I noticed was that marketers are starting to mature so we're seeing a big move up the maturity curve of content marketing, and that sometimes means slowing down, which is a little bit counterintuitive. I think everyone jumped yeah. for the first few years, started creating a lot of content, publishing content everywhere, and now we're seeing marketers slow down a little bit and say, all right, you've done a lot, but let's be more thorough about it. Let's be systematic. let's Let's focus on quality, not quantity. Let's put in place the right infrastructure and the tools so that we can actually track this stuff, so that we can cl- collaborate better, so that we can break down silos between different teams that depend on content. Um, and so, I'm seeing a little bit of that. But let's just take a deep breath and, and slow down a little bit um, before we before we just keep creating more and more content. So, that's number one. Um, You know, I thought there was a lot of interesting tools that are are coming out. I mean, just the number of products that service content marketing is is insane, how fast this this category is growing. Um, I've seen a lot of products that are now focused on measurement, so almost exclusive products that only focus on measurement uh, and tracking content marketing attribution, so uh, you know, I, I saw some very interesting vendors in that in that space. Um, no, you know, and the final thing I, I will say is the brands that are doing content marketing well, um, they seem to have buy-in from the top. Uh they have buy in mm-hmm. from their CMOs. And I've noticed that you're seeing more and more senior marketers and CMOs come to content marketing world. Certainly if you compare it to three years ago, you're not seeing as many fortune 500 CMO or VP folks at at this event compared to this year, there was a ton more. So it's partially, you know, because it's it's quite hyped, but I will say Gartner, you know, publishes this hype cycle for digital marketing. Content marketing now is is it's, it's in a, it's in the, I think, trough of disillusionment or kind of in that space where people it coincides with the slowdown that are talking up. They're just trying to figure out, all right, uh-huh. what does this actually mean now that we're doing it? So it was an interesting time, but obviously always a good show and more and more people show up every year.
0: Well, it sounds like it's an exciting time to be a content marketer with uh, uh, more and more folks adopting it or at least being open to exploring it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, this has been a really great look uh, today into brand storytelling and content marketing. How can our listeners find out more about you and NewsCred?
1: So, you know, I know that I have readers and listeners that are all at all stages of the maturity curve, and so for some of them, they may be looking for software to help manage their content marketing, kind of infrastructure to create content, editorial calendars or or analytics tools. So they should go to newscred.com and they can read about our product and happy to chat with anyone and help them out. Others may just be getting started so we can help great content or if folks are looking for licensed content we have that as well and those that are just at the beginning just dipping their toes in you know we have a great strategy and services offering so if if you go on to our website www.newscred.com uh we're very happy to you know help anyone who wants
0: all right well thanks again to shopcott for joining me today and thanks to our listeners for following along This episode was recorded at the Technology Advice Podcast Studio in Nashville, Tennessee. To listen to more episodes of B2B Nation, check us out on SoundCloud or iTunes. And to learn more about the show, you can find us on Twitter at technology underscore ADV or online at technologyadvice.com. Thanks for listening.